RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. And as always, welcome back to the refreshed edition of Red Pill News Live. Now live one hour earlier, Monday through Thursday at 5 p.m. As you're making your way into the chat, please do me a favor, hit that like button. If you're on pilled.net, hit the red pill. This will be the very first 5 p.m. edition, so wouldn't mind if y'all shared out the show on your favorite social media platforms. I would sincerely appreciate it. Today, I think we're going to start with a little pulse check. Pulse check on Democrats across America, and of course, pulse check on the imposter-in-chief, Joseph Robinette Biden. Thank you so much to Sean Joe for getting it kicked off with the cookie on pilled.net. Really appreciate the gold pills. So as you can see, Joe Biden is traveling the world right now, visiting foreign dignitaries in generally messing things up everywhere he goes. Do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. Let me put something into perspective for you guys. The U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 1970s. That's when the dollar was decoupled from gold. And the U.S. government seems hell-bent on continuing this tradition. So from now until after the next elections, the government plans on printing as much money as they could ever possibly want. The last time they did that, inflation rose by 9%. So what about gold? Well, gold is the only asset that's been proven through time to withstand inflation. Invest in gold right now with Noble Gold Investments. And when you do, you'll get this free 24 karat, one quarter ounce gold standard coin for free with certain conditions. Go to my special website, redpill78gold.com right now. Once again, that's the link in the description, redpill78gold.com. Noble Gold is the only company I trust. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. And please let me just give a fond thank you to Anandoc77 over there on the foxhole, pilled.net. 
Thank you so much for joining us. As I was saying in the introduction, this is the new refreshed format for Red Pill News Live. It will be Monday through Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern. So please mark your calendars. It makes it a lot easier for everybody to remember exactly when I'm live. So I won't be going at different times throughout the day on different days of the week. And hopefully after everybody gets used to this brand new time, everyone that was here previously will continue to join us. Now, as I also said in the introduction, I wanted to do a bit of a pulse check, see how Democrats were faring all across the country. And there's no better place to check than down in Georgia, because Georgia, of course, is run by Republicans, but there are a lot of Democrat politicians there, and the Democrats that are in charge are not really doing their job, and neither are the Republicans for that matter. You might call them rhinos at the end of the day. Texas Perrette is now a monthly supporter over on Rumble. I sincerely appreciate that. Thank you very much for all of the support, you guys. Also, thank you to Thick Ray, hashtag the truth is loose over on pilled.net. So, How insane would you believe the world is if I told you, and this is a true, has officially been arrested for breaking and entering and trespassing. Uh, In fact, it's not that he just got caught at an abandoned property or he was caught on land that he wasn't allowed to be on. He broke into someone's house. And once he was inside that house, actively thieving from one of his own constituents, The owner of the home, who was there at the time, held the mayor at gunpoint until police arrived to arrest him. Now, the mayor has a bogus reply to anybody asking why in the hell he would consider doing something like this. Uh, When he came out of the jail from being arrested, he posted about $11,000 bond. He was asked by media. You know, what were you thinking? Why were you inside this house? And he said, I, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. I apologize. I thought it was a vacant property, a vacant property where the homeowner was there sleeping. I simply don't buy it. And I, I don't believe that there isn't something more to this story. But the idea that a that a mayor of any town in America would seek out an opportunity to burglarize one of their own constituents, that's just absolute insanity to me. Uh, Now, the other thing to remember is that uh, Georgia is a cancel doctrine state. So the homeowner would have been fully within their rights to shoot the mayor dead once he was inside this home. Thank God he didn't. This man is going to go ahead and have another chance at life. And he's also going to have another chance at convincing the constituents uh, that he should remain mayor. Now, he apologized and he said that the constituents were going to decide whether or not he was guilty. Well, actually, Mayor, I think it's going to be a jury of your peers that decides whether or not you are guilty. Uh, His name is Khalid Kamau. He is a socialist mayor of South Fulton, Georgia. That's even funnier because, of course, under socialism, you have no such thing as rights to personal property. It's the property of the state. So maybe that's why he broke into this person's house. He thought that it was just too beautiful and he needed to have a piece of it. Well, luckily, this is a capitalist society, and he was able to put together that $11,000 so that he could be released from jail after uh, not too long. I think he was in there about 11 or 12 hours. But uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the actual video of this mayor being released from jail, and we'll see what he has to say. Hey, Rob, you know, you've been working this story all day with our team. What do you have to say for himself? 
Hey there, Eric. Well, the mayor apologized when confronted by Fox 5's Deidre Dukes outside of that precinct. We know that he's now here behind bars at the Fulton County Jail. Take a listen to that exchange. Mayor, why were you on that property? Uh, I just wanted to see the house. I do apologize to the owners. I thought it was abandoned. Embattled South Fulton Mayor Khalid Camus was arrested Saturday morning on charges he trespassed on this property on Cascade Palmetto Highway and committed first-degree burglary, which is a felony. Sources say the property owner held Camus at gunpoint until cops arrived, but police have yet to confirm that. In his mugshot at the Fulton County Jail, he smiled big, but minutes earlier, he told Fox 5's Deidre Dukes he was sorry. I apologize for the negative attention this has brought to our city. His arrest is just the latest in a string of bizarre incidents in South Fulton since he took office last year. This past April, police shut down an Easter egg hunt he organized because he didn't have a permit. In March, city council members filed a lawsuit demanding his removal from office, saying he violated the city charter. In July of last year, he sued members of council, alleging they violated the Open Records Act. I hope that the uh, spotlight that is on our city right now will highlight some of the inequities that have been happening. Are so you, you shitting me? Listen, listen to him politicking as he's getting put into the cruiser, hands cuffed behind his back. You want to highlight some of the inequities? Well, don't be a moron and break into somebody's home who might potentially be a voter for of yours uh, or anybody for that matter, especially not when you see a no trespassing sign clearly marked at the edge of the property. My God, I almost wish the homeowner would have shot this moron. Uh, and uh, it's good to know that uh, he has had a series of incidents. Also, did you notice that he was wearing a gold watch? That's a bit ostentatious for a, uh, a socialist, I think. Anyways, don't think it's uh, a coincidence that he chose red as uh, his shirt. Uh, But anyways, let's continue on with uh, the pulse check of the head imposter in chief. That would be Joe Biden. So this story came out over the weekend. Uh, And if you are approaching campaign season, whether you're an incumbent or not, and you plan to run, there's a couple of key things that you're going to start doing now. Joe Biden has started fundraising. I've actually seen ads that he and Barack Obama did on YouTube uh, that were just, you know, paltry in comparison to anything that President Trump or even, you know, me or the other people on Badlands Media putting a video out, getting hardly any play, uh, no interaction, no engagement, and certainly, you know, nobody commenting in um, in a meaningful way. People trolling, that's for sure. But You would expect Joe Biden to be campaigning. He would be going to stops all around the country. Um, Generally speaking, the primary visits uh, would be first. So he'd want to go to Iowa. He'd want to go to the Carolinas. You know, he'd want to go to Florida. He'd he'd go to the areas where he would need to whip up the votes. Uh, Now, he would also be holding campaign events. President Trump never stopped holding rallies. Every time that man announces that he's going to be stopping in a city, a town, a burg, a county, anywhere across America, people line up around the block for miles. They love to see President Trump because they know that he cares about this country. Nobody goes to see Joe Biden. Uh, The other thing you're going to look for is campaign expenditures. Now, apparently, there is no spending that is being done by Joe Biden's campaign account. And of course, nobody out there is talking about who should replace Joe Biden, although it is quite obvious that people 
are not happy with him. In the latest poll from NBC News, their leftist audience says that by 74%, the country is on the wrong track and they don't like Joe Biden. Only 34% of Americans approve of Joe Biden's economy, which they've been calling Bidenomics. Uh, I think that this is going to be used as a slur in the future. I think it could be used as a slur right now. Um, And there are also elements of the mainstream media who are actively seeking for Joe to step aside. So to me, the writing is on the wall. There's absolutely no way they could fake another 81 million votes for him in 2024, and the American people would believe it. You know, if they thought we were pissed off in 2020, just imagine when the rest of the country catches up to the fact that these elections are totally rigged and that the actual candidate who should be running and winning is uh, is not allowed to because the winner is chosen ahead of time. So Chuck Todd, doing his best uh, to not grimace as he says the words, the American public is just not feeling it. Just 34 percent of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the economy and only 20 percent of voters believe the nation is on the right track. Biden is trying to persuade voters that the economy is better than they think it is. This is a common narrative. Every time you see Karine Jean-Pierre answering questions about the economy, every time Joe Biden is asked in a softball interview about the economy, they point to some statistic which has no real world application and they ignore the plight of millions of Americans all across this nation. I would, you know, every single time I go into the grocery store, it's like I have to spend $200 to get food. And that has to happen multiple times a month. That was not that way under the Trump years. When you go to the gas pump, you're probably paying one third to one fifty percent more than what you were paying before. Some places you're going to be paying double. Uh, if you are uh, looking at your power bill, you're getting charged more for power because they've begun to rely more on, uh, on 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 green sources. Okay, so they're forcing solar power to come in. They charge more for that stuff because you've got to pay for the infrastructure up front. Across the board, people are suffering. Bidenomics is killing America, and that is obvious when you just walk out into the street and you understand that when you see people giving their opinion about Joe Biden. Now, the independent is showing that a majority of Democrats believe that Joe Biden should step aside in 2024. And it's quite obvious that there's a couple of people who are positioning themselves to perhaps be the candidate to fill that gap. I I think it's uh, undeniable. Kamala Harris will probably throw her hat into the ring. She will not be successful. Uh, The most likely candidate from my perspective is probably Gavin Newsom because he's got the greatest visibility. They're also uh, uh, sending him all around the country. You know, you take a look at the streets of California and it's just so obvious that that's not what this nation needs. We need to get rid of policies like that. So that last policy, excuse me, so that last poll coming from NBC News, this one is coming from ABC News and The Washington Post. This is also, of course, a very liberal audience. They found that 56% of Democrats prefer that somebody other than Joe Biden, anybody, would take up the mantle in the next election cycle. Only a third want Mr. Biden to be the nominee once more. I think that's even just a little inflated given the uh, the the type of audience that we're talking to here. But 
These numbers show us that Joe Biden has no enthusiasm, there is no support for him, and the 81 million vote meme has always been fake. It is fake freaking news. Now, uh, when we continue on, uh, the mainstream media has now begun to enter the fray. Now, this is actually not anything new, but The Atlantic is like deep state monthly, all right? So they had a lot to do with smearing President Trump while he was in office, and they did a lot to hold Joe Biden aloft as he pretended, masqueraded as the president of this nation. Now, if we take a look at this article, it's entitled Step Aside Joe Biden. The president has no business running for office at age 80. Now, Listen to the way that they characterize Joe Biden's administration. I am deeply grateful to Joe Biden. By defeating Donald Trump in 2020, he rescued this country from the continuing misrule of a dangerous grifter and serial liar, a man gripped by vindictiveness, lawlessness, and egomania. By contrast, Biden presented himself correctly as a decent, experienced, and entirely normal politician. He may have saved this country. Americans owe him a profound debt of respect and appreciation. I I can't think of anything but a mirror in this paragraph here. This is pure projection. Uh, A dangerous grifter, that's Joe Biden. I mean, take a look at the scandals that are erupting right now. A serial liar. Remember when he said that he was like the the top kid in his class? He graduated in the top 1% and he had like six degrees in all of these different disciplines. Turns out he actually graduated in the bottom 50% of his class and he didn't have a whole bunch of degrees. Joe Biden presenting himself as entirely normal. That's how you know these people are on drugs. Entirely, There is nothing entirely normal about Joe Biden. Napkinator79 says, a Jamie Foxx sighting on a yacht. Hope it's actually him and he's well. Yes, it's true. There was a Jamie Foxx sighting on a yacht. I've actually got the video of it. We'll take a look at it real quick. There was something uh, that I noticed in there that uh, doesn't bode too well for Jamie's continued recovery, but we'll take a, a, a gander at that a little bit later on down the line. But thank you, Navigator, for the, uh, the, the super chat. Appreciate it. Mm. So, yes, this is what we like to call institutionalized cope. These people are trying to cope with the legacy of what they gave America. They essentially installed Joe Biden in the White House, and although they would have us believe that he saved the country, he has sent it on a one-way trip to shitsville, okay? President Trump called other nations shithole nations. Well, America now is a shithole nation. Now, We also spoke this weekend about Joe Biden's time away from the White House. Uh, He has spent more time on vacation during his brief stint in office than anyone else at any time in any administration anywhere ever. Joe Biden simply does not have the Constitution that's required to stay up to date day to day on the happenings inside the White House. Unlike President Trump, man who slept four hours a night, lived on Diet Cokes and McDonald's, and he could still make decisions at the drop of a hat. That man jet-setting all over the world, as he still does. Donald Trump traveling all over this nation and people greeting him with adulation, pure love. It is so diametrically opposed to the response that Joe Biden gets here You can see Joe and his family. They have taken a trip this past weekend to Rehoboth Beach 
At the same time, Donald Trump was standing in front of a crowd of thousands in Las Vegas, tens of thousands, perhaps, in Las Vegas. Joe Biden and his pasty white ass are sitting on the beach looking like he hasn't seen a ray of sunshine in the last 20 years. And apparently he was having difficulty walking around. Meanwhile, President Trump can be seen right here greeting some UFC fighters. Uh, Kodak Black also put out a video saying we need Donald Trump carrying his brand new baby saying that he wishes that Donald Trump was back. The same is being said at this UFC event. And meanwhile, we have this in the White House. Let's take a look at this video of Joe Biden at Rehoboth Beach. If I can get it to pull up, we'll we'll try to pull up Midnight Rider. There we go. I want you to take note of the, the wide berth that Joe Biden is given by the people on this beach. If Donald J. Trump visited an American beach, he would be swarmed by fans. He would be swarmed by patriots who love and respect him, who want so desperately for him to return to Washington, D.C., to destroy these deep state swamp rats that want nothing more than to destroy us. Donald Trump must return so that we can rid ourselves of this vermin infecting Washington, D.C. We need bleach rolling through the streets of Washington, D.C. Now, if Joe Biden was feeble in Rehoboth Beach, you know, maybe he's wearing flip flops. Maybe uh, it's the sand. He has difficulty balancing because he's got inner ear issues. I don't know. Well, Joe Biden visited Sir or King Charles in uh, in the UK uh, after the weekend away. I don't know if he went back to the White House or if they just took him straight from Delaware to the UK. But late Sunday night, he arrived. And uh, this is for a scheduled visit to a NATO summit in Lithuania. Uh, here, Biden gets off the plane. He's still using the short stairs because he's just not so good with those tall stairs anymore. He can't seem to make his way around. Uh, and as he got off of Marine One, apparently he had issues once again walking with any regularity. Let's take a look. Look at that big sign. Watch your step, because as if he doesn't already know. Can you imagine? Remember back. Hang on. Remember back to when Donald Trump walked slowly down a ramp, just ever so slowly down a ramp. And they were speculating for days about perhaps neurological issues that the president was suffering from. Uh, maybe the, the intense scrutiny of old age. But 
it didn't get any better for Joe Biden when he made it to uh, Windsor Castle to meet with Prince Charles. Uh, And uh, apparently during the visit, Joe Biden uh, was just a mess. You know, I'm sure you remember when President Trump went to visit with Queen Elizabeth and, you know, he took charge of the situation. I, I can't think of a better way to say it than that. He led the pack. Queen Elizabeth was there to submit to President Trump. But in this instance, King Charles is pulling Joe Biden around like a a lost child, uh, a, a little boy who can't find his mommy at the museum. Uh, and uh, apparently he was very frustrated with Joe Biden's inability to keep up with him. He was frustrated with Joe Biden's inability to stay focused. Here is an image showing Joe Biden lost among the color guards and King Charles, uh, visibly upset, comes back to uh, to fetch him and bring him back. Let's take a look at the video. He's like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> oh, that's so, so cringy, so cringy. And it's no better when Joe Biden gets to Lithuania. Here he is arriving for the NATO summit. He's confused. He's a doddering old fool. And. Nobody knows what to do with him. Uh, They're just hoping that he goes silently away into the night and uh, will one day expire in his sleep. I guess I I think it's getting to the point where I think I'd like to do a Deadpool on Joe Biden. Uh, You know, how much longer is this guy going to last? How much longer are they going to be able to keep stuffing him full of drugs uh, just to get him out the door every single morning? And of course, you know, not to mention the recreational cocaine he's likely using at the same time. Can you imagine Joe and Hunter smoking crack together with like Marion Barry and I don't know, you put a couple other ones in there. All right. So things are not good for Joe Biden personally. Now, how about professionally? Well, we got another win in the historic uh, Missouri versus Biden case, which, of course, the Gateway Pundit is a lead plaintiff on. And Judge Terry Doty had uh, given us that major win. Uh, basically halting the federal government from infringing on our First Amendment rights by working directly with social media companies like Twitter, Facebook, uh, Google, YouTube. I mean, you name it. The federal government can't talk to them anymore. And of course, the government appealed that decision because they believe that we have no right to free speech. They believe that the only safe world is a world they control, a world where they can put limits on the words we can say. Dangerous words. You can't say those things. Safe and effective. (laughs) Those are dangerous words as far as I'm concerned. But. The judge has denied the Biden administration's attempt to appeal this decision to stop it from going through. So now officially the government has no choice. They cannot talk to social media companies. It's over for them. Now, <clears throat> I'm sure this is frustrating for Joe Biden. You know, I mean, we have heard uh, stories coming through the pike for quite some time, uh, not only about you know his inability to uh, do the day-to-day work that's required of the president, but also his inability to get along with people in any personal sense. You know, we see Joe Biden on uh, at events on television on C-SPAN. He's sniffing babies and little girls. He's groping them. He's feeling them up. I mean, clearly the man does not appear to have a firm grasp on reality or what boundaries or space are. Uh, and apparently behind the scenes, they are calling Joe. Joe Biden, old yeller, uh, 
Now, we've talked about this before. Uh, a part of dementia is uh, old people, they get very angry and, and they get upset and they lash out. It's just it's a sad fact of the disease. As your brain begins to deteriorate and you have people around you who seem like they know what the hell's going on and you don't, it gets frustrating. And behind the scenes, Joe Biden is screaming at staffers. He's abusing his aides, apparently. Get the F out of here. And angry Joe Biden is said to have screamed. Now, this, of course, you're not going to hear on the mainstream media, although I can think of no better reason why this man shouldn't run than he has a brain disorder, a degenerative brain disorder. It's getting progressively worse. You take a look at what he does in front of the cameras and you got to ask yourself, what the heck is he doing behind the scenes? So, uh, having Hunter Biden using drugs in the White House, I'm sure that doesn't help. But from what we understand from uh, people who've actually worked in the White House, Joe Biden, besides being prone to yelling, he just generally has a short temper. Uh, and uh, oftentimes aides try to avoid meeting alone with him. That's quite the statement. Uh, some take a colleague uh, to use as a shield or an excuse to get out of the room. <laughs> Hey, listen, I got I got to I got to drop this report off with the boss. Will you just come with me so that I can say I have something else to do so we don't have to actually talk to him? Uh, the president's admonitions include the following. G.D., how the F don't you know this? Don't effing BS me. Get the F out of here. This is according to current and former Biden aides who have both witnessed Joe Biden using these epithets and They've been the victim of such outbursts. Get the F out of here. GD, how the F don't you know this? Wow. It's kind of funny, isn't it, how Joe Biden could get frustrated with somebody else for not knowing something? I mean, the man seems to just have not many. Uh, uh, where are all the white books contracts like against Trump? I don't know what that means. Where are all the White House books contracts like against Trump. Are you talking about people in the White House writing books like scathing exposés, tell all? Well, those haven't come yet. And I would have to imagine it's because the people who are being abused by Joe Biden are also Democrats. You have to remember that these people are very tribal. You guys think we're tribal sometimes? I mean, the Democrats, they will go so far as to put an ailing dementia patient into the White House if that means they can achieve their goal of not having to deal with President Trump anymore. So the fact that they're not writing books, that's not surprising. Once Joe Biden is gone from the White House, better believe they're going to be writing those books. People probably already have contracts that they've signed and uh, they are pulling in those multi-million dollar checks from McMillan, uh, Simon and Schuster, you name anything you can possibly think of. All right, listen, we have to take a break for the second half of the show, but we're going to be right back after this. If you're thinking about heading to Binance or you already have an account there, or maybe you're going to open a crypto account at some other large global exchange, I want you to stop and instead head on over to MyDigitalMoney.com. Now, why is that? Well, because last month it was revealed that Binance has been co-mingling customer funds, at least in 2020 and 2021. This is a clear breach of U.S. financial rules that require that customer money be kept separate from company revenue. Now, Binance 
Finance has actually denied mixing these funds, but the SEC has another thought in mind. Now, if this sounds familiar, it's because this is the same exact situation that FTX was in that led to its epic downfall, taking $8.9 billion in customer funds with it. And this is why my digital money keeps your assets with a qualified custodian under your name. When you invest with my digital money, your funds are completely secure. It will never be commingled with company funds. And in fact, no matter what happens to my digital money, your funds will always be safe. Because you see, my digital money complies with regulations, regulations that are designed to protect you and your funds. So if you want to invest in cryptocurrency, invest with my digital money. Head on over to mydigitalmoney.com by clicking the link in the description box below. Or you can give them a call at 833-636-2008. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. For International Fight Week, a lot of people are in the building, uh, but no one needs more sorry. security than the former president of the United States, obviously a really good friend of Dana White. Oh my word, I mean listen, he's a massive, massive fight fan, and that just shows how big this event is. Donald Trump has loved the fights for a long time. He's often at Madison Square Garden, but the International Fight Week, he has to show up, show his support. He has done for since day one. It's good to see him here, Dom. Oh, it's no surprise. So sorry, I was muted, guys. I was just saying the the love, the support, the adulation that Donald Trump receives when he goes to an event like this or when he walks out on the street, when he goes anywhere across this nation, it is so the opposite of what you will see with Joe Biden. Donald Trump, once again, has tens of thousands of people stretched around buildings for blocks for miles and miles. Joe Biden cannot fill a VFW hall if he was to walk into a UFC fight. You better believe he would probably get booed. Here is Donald Trump and our friend of the of the show, Roger Stone, meeting with the one and only Mel Gibson at this same exact fight. Now, Mel Gibson, of course, has recently been uh, coming back into the picture because he's super based and he told everybody that they should see The Sound of Freedom. Now, I thought that it would be interesting to take a look at the how The Sound of Freedom is doing. Well, they continue to sell out theaters all across this country, and that's despite the best efforts of theaters that they're uh, showing this film in. Apparently, AMC theaters in a number of different locations turned off the air conditioning for that film specifically. If you were going to see, I don't I, I don't even know what else is playing right now, Indiana Jones 5. Let's say you were going to see Indiana Jones 5. The air conditioning would work, but the air conditioning would not work inside The Sound of Freedom. They are trying to do everything they can to get people to leave that film. And they are just disparaging this movie to no end in all of the mainstream media rags run by the deep state all across the internet, calling The Sound of Freedom trashy QAnon content. 
they continually make these connections between QAnon and the Sound of Freedom. And uh, there are a whole bunch of other things they like to try to draw equivalencies to, mostly conspiracy and uh, things that they would like for you to believe does not exist. You know, I said the other day that I'm a conspiracy analyst. A conspiracy theory is merely a conspiracy that hasn't been proven to be true yet. However, in the case of something like The Sound of Freedom, uh, the player, the, the character played by Jim Caviezel, Tim Ballard, you know, Tim Ballard has been kind of a champion of children and uh, fighting to get these kids set free for years. He used to work for the government. You go see the film and you know exactly what's going on. It's the exact story of Tim Ballard's life. Now, we have people like Mike Rothschild. Mike Rothschild, you may remember because he actually became an intervener in John Harold's divorce proceedings. This man has so much hatred for anyone who covers the things we talk about, and he wants to get them shut down. He tried to make sure that John would not be able to see his kids ever again. That's the kind of piece of shit that Mike Rothschild is. And he wants people to believe that because sex trafficking is the subject of The Sound of Freedom— that it's only associated with wild conspiracy theories and Pizzagate and QAnon. Oh, oh, I'm so scared. I'm afraid. Let's go ahead and take a listen to Mike Rothschild uh, making excuses for why people shouldn't go. And then I just want you to remember the people who are telling you not to see The Sound of Freedom, uh, they were raving about the artistic integrity of Cuties, which is a film for pedophiles. You seem pretty familiar with him because he doesn't really hide his association with this real wild plot uh, that that involves, you know, drinking the blood of children and things like that. No, he doesn't hide it at all. And you have a lot of people who are in this world of QAnon who say, oh, they don't know what that is. They've never heard of it. They're just asking questions. With somebody like Jim Caviezel, he is openly embracing it. He's openly using its catchphrases and its concepts. He's speaking it. So, Mike Rothschild, let me ask you a legitimate question. I mean, what's the problem with what Jim Caviezel does in his spare time? You know, uh, are you the arbiter of what is correct? Uh, are you the person who I'm supposed to listen to when you tell me who to hang out with or like, you know, what I should be reading or what I should be doing online? No. One of the unique things about this country is that in America, we have the right to freedom of speech. We can also freely associate with whomever we want. I want to say thank you very much to Freight Awakening over on Rumble, who says, I love the new time and schedule. Good stuff. Great, man. Monday through Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern. Be here. I hope to see you. And then. Sea to Shining Sea says, I went to see the movie last night. The sound was so low. I wondered if it was on purpose. I guess all these news outlets are pedos. They are. They are pedos. And uh, Mike Ronschild, I, I ask you openly, why would you try to get people not to see this film about child trafficking? Isn't, isn't the problem of child trafficking, the global epidemic of child trafficking, isn't that more important than what Jim Caviezel writes on Twitter? I mean, don't you think, don't you think, well, I guess for somebody who was so worked up and triggered about Donald Trump's mean tweets, uh, what else should I expect? QAnon conventions, and this film is being marketed to either specific QAnon believers or to people who believe all of this. And it's also worth saying that the specific things that they attribute to Q or any of the posts 
oftentimes don't exist. It's all fantasy and obfuscation. They are so afraid of people coming to this information and then deciding that they're going to live their life in a different way or they're going to look at things a little deeper. And people like Mike Rothschild are going to be unable to spin the web of deception and make you believe that things are the way that they've told you they are when they're not. There are elite groups of pedophiles who trade in children. They don't just use them for their bodies. Yes, they do consume them in ways of speaking. And think about the market for aborted fetuses out there. You know, who's to say there isn't a market for children in some other fashion? We know that people are as sick as you can possibly imagine. So, you know, Mike Rothschild, uh, I think you know not what you speak of tenants is QAnon, but claim they don't know what it is. And the sound of freedom does focus on a real issue of sex trafficking. Uh, but that theme- look at his he got uncomfortable when she said that. Look at his face. Trafficking. Uh, but that theme, it, it's sort of like that kernel of truth that feeds the QAnon conspiracy theory. Uh, tell us how those two things work together. Sure. And the most durable and the most believable conspiracy theories are not entirely false. There's something in them that is true and the rest of it is false. Just like oftentimes there's a kernel of truth in the fake news coming out of places like CNN. The believers point to the one true thing and they say, oh, you don't believe that this particular thing is true. In terms of child trafficking, we know trafficking is real. We know it has real victims. No one is denying that. But these. But we just don't want to talk about it because it makes us uncomfortable because it might make you talk and look at the things that have come before us, like, say, Jeffrey Epstein or Ghislaine Maxwell or all of the wealthy people that they would hang out with on a regular basis. I wonder if Mike Rothschild as a New York resident, ever visited Jeffrey Epstein's brownstone? Tell us, Mike. Films are created out of moral panics. They're created out of bogus statistics. They're created out of fear. And with something like Sound of Freedom, it specifically is looking at QAnon concepts of these child trafficking. He's acting He's acting like, like the posts are the first place that the idea of child trafficking ever surfaced on planet Earth. Now, Mike, this is an institution that has existed for generations. The United States intelligence apparatus has an economy of scale built around the trading of children used as fuel for pedophiles. You can't tell me that this is somehow a brand new thing and that only because of these dangerous posts have people started talking about it. No, Mike Rothschild, you are so wrong. You couldn't be wronger. Couldn't be more wrong. Here is a a story about a woman in Texas, okay? And uh, she learned herself about the horrors of child sex trafficking. Uh, and uh, she specifically went out there to try to do something about it. She realized what was happening. These kids were being trafficked and sold. She actually went and attempted to save a child who was in a terrible situation like this. Uh, and uh, the only thing that she has understood from the information, such as in The Sound of Freedom, is that there's a problem out there and she needs to go out and address it. The cartels 
are trading children. They are bringing them across the southern border. The uh, uh, coyotes are actively engaging in the trafficking of children. Somebody has money and they're putting it into the system. Somebody is helping to fund these operations. It's it's not me. It's it's not any of you. Uh, but it's somebody out there with a whole heck of a lot of cash. And by the very existence of that cash, can we ascribe their socioeconomic status and the socioeconomic status of so many other elite pedophiles across the globe? So once again, I just implore each and every one of you, make sure that you go see The Sound of Freedom. Fight back against the uh, the thing that Hollywood doesn't want you to do. If Hollywood is is doing everything in their power spending all kinds of cash to get you to go see some vapid BS like Indiana Jones 5, and they don't want you to see The Sound of Freedom. The only thing you should be doing is seeing The Sound of Freedom. Fredo says, it's so dumb. They were making The Sound of Freedom before anyone ever heard of Q. So desperate. Yes, exactly. Exactly. This film was ready to be released in 2018. So Tim and Tim Ballard's story, I mean, he worked for the government well before any of those posts ever came out. Hmm. It's uh, it's hilarious. Uh, once again, institutionalized cope. <clears throat> so this is actually a story that I meant to discuss on Saturday. I, I just <clears throat> I thought that it, uh, it it got to the the heart of the irony of the situation, the hypocrisy that's present inside of our government. Um, do you guys remember the discussion here in America uh, about cluster bombs? This was real big back when Barack Obama was starting to send troops over to uh, Syria, and uh, they were trying to depose uh, the, the the ruling family of Syria, uh, the Assads. Um, one of the things that they used as an excuse was was that Assad was using cluster munitions against his own people, and that cluster munitions are just such uh, an inhuman type of weaponry that nobody should use them ever and that their use by a despot or a a regime that the United States doesn't like is reason enough for us to go in there and to try to forcibly remove him. Well, the reason this is a hypocritical stance is because now the mainstream media, by and large, uh, gives glowing coverage to Joe Biden and uh, they allow him to get away with whatever he wants. And they openly support the 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 Ukraine Russia war. They want people to believe that this is a justifiable conflict when it isn't. So the United States is sending cluster munitions to the Ukrainian people so that they can be used against Russians. Uh, they are going to be just as inhumane as they were in the uh, mid 2000s when we were going into Syria to try to remove Assad from power. Uh, These clustered munitions do incredible damage, and it's a disgusting and uh, wholehearted, uh, awful use of munitions. Um, What's even more disgusting is that the Ukrainian government has been known to bomb and missile strike schools, um, public areas where children are, I've seen so many pictures of dead kids in eastern Ukraine, and that's all at the hands of the Ukrainian government and Volodymyr Zelensky. So uh, we are now going to be doing the exact same thing in Ukraine so that we can kill as many Russians as possible, Joe Biden and the Ukrainians. Uh, And uh, the other thing is that uh, I should also mention that cluster bombs are actually banned in most countries because of how despicable they are. Uh, Let me say thank you once more to Fredo Awakening. He says it's so dumb. They were making the sound of freedom before anybody heard of Q. So stupid. Yes. 
So cluster munitions are banned. Um, if any other nation that we didn't get along with uh, were to use them, uh, then we would use it as an excuse to go in and uh, probably remove them from power. Um, 120 nations have all agreed to ban them. They can't produce them. They can't transfer them. They can't stockpile them. Uh, and uh, they have to like go on record with the world to let people know exactly where they are and uh, you know what happened and how you got rid of them. Um, but more than anything, uh, it's just one of the most uh, horrific ways that uh, you can get blown up is by one of these cluster munitions. So the United States just showing how desperate they are to try to remove Vladimir Putin and the Russians, get them out of Ukraine, probably so that Joe and Hunter and the whole Biden crime family can go about getting uh, their their paydays, their their payoffs as they normally do. Mm. <laughs> Robin Sue says, I wonder why Disney would have tried to block the release of The Sound of Freedom. No, I don't really wonder why. Yeah, I don't think anybody is wondering why. All right, so here is um, a, a story that I was a little surprised about uh, when I saw this because I, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that everybody in Washington, D.C. has the full story. I'm not saying that I know the full story, that anybody does. Um, but I will say this, that a lot of people were fairly, they were fairly, I guess lackluster in the response that, to John Durham and uh, in his his report. Now, was that the fault of John Durham, or was that the fault of the current administration who slow walked everything? I mean, we've already seen a variety of uh, different ways that um, they've been exposed for uh, mismanaging, uh, for obfuscating, for uh, confusing, and and you know going after whistleblowers. You know, if I had to guess. I would say this, and I, I said this previously, is that under this regime, there's no way that whatever John Durham's report said, uh, were they going to allow for Joe or Hunter or anybody else, the people who took, tried to take down Donald Trump, none of those people would have been prosecuted. Uh, it would have fallen on empty uh, empty vessels, uh, dead ears. Nobody would have cared. Uh, you know, we would have been paying attention. I mean, that's, I think, what we wanted. We were waiting for this information to come out and for there to be some kind of justice. But you know, we're living in this mirror world in this this 2023 nightmare scenario. So that was never going to happen. But since that time, the crimes of the Biden regime, the Biden family before they were in the White House have really been exposed. And it's not been exposed uh, by some Trump acolyte. It's not been exposed by somebody who was appointed by Trump. I mean, the expose is coming from just about every angle. And uh, I think that that bodes better for awakening in the minds of the American people. Um, first of all, the left cannot rail against this information coming out. Uh, they already have attempted to say that the people who are bringing this information to the forefront about the Bidens, they must be Republicans or something like that. But that's proven to be false. Um, we still have one IRS whistleblower who hasn't come forward and made himself public. But Gary Shapley, I mean, he said in interviews that he voted you know, for Democrats uh, in the past. Now, Ron Johnson uh, has been attempting to do his own investigations uh, throughout the time that John Durham was embroiled in his special counsel investigation. Um, 
he had disclosed that the same prosecutor from the Southern District of New York who tried uh, Chinese Communist Party-linked Hunter Biden associate Patrick Ho is the same prosecutor who prevented Hunter Biden's name from being mentioned at that trial. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, of course, he was covering for the Bidens way back then. But uh, he specifically said that he felt that John Durham had um, prevented him from uh, investigating Russia collusion on their own. I mean, in a manner of speaking, I can say that it's probably true because uh, these investigations were supposed to be running through the special counsel's office. Um, But I don't know that John Durham specifically tried to stonewall uh, Chuck Grassley or Ron Johnson either. But let's go ahead and take a listen to this clip of him on Sunday Morning Futures. He's got a couple of interesting things to say. Or not. Oh God, it's a 25-second ad. Are you kidding me? We're not going to do that. I'm just going to read the quote. Okay, so uh, in talking about the the rot and the corruption inherent in the DOJ and the FBI, he said, what's interesting about those individuals, one of the prosecutors from the SDNY is the same prosecutor who prosecuted Patrick Ho. That was the money launderer that paid Hunter Biden a million dollars to defend him. Of course, Hunter has never set foot in a courtroom unless he was a defendant, but neither here nor there. In that trial, he prevented the name of Hunter Biden from being brought into court. And also one of the FBI agents was the same agent that then signed the subpoena from the Hunter Biden laptop. See how incestuous this is? So what Mr. What Dr. Gal Luft has shown is the same financial transactions, the millions of dollars, the $100,000 per retainer for Hunter, $65,000 for James Biden, all all paid by CEFC. <clears throat> He's got a wealth of information talking about Gal Luft that's never really been followed up on because Gal brought it to the DOJ and then the DOJ just sat on it and then decided to indict him. Uh, He says they've done a good job of setting up their procedures in the FBI, the Department of Justice, to insulate themselves from from scrutiny. I mean, look at the letters that David Weiss sent to Jim Jordan in June uh, 7th and 30th, basically giving Jim Jordan the middle finger. You can't investigate us because we have an active investigation. That's what they always use as an excuse. So they've insulated themselves from scrutiny. This is a legitimate point. The DOJ, as uh, you know, running active investigations, the FBI as well, they can always point to that as long as they have an ongoing investigation. That way, they cannot be given oversight. There needs to be some sort of change in Washington, D.C. to allow for oversight of active investigations such as this. They can do it in a closed session. There is plenty of opportunity where they can answer questions in a classified setting so then they don't have to divulge certain things to the public, things that would otherwise perhaps hinder that ongoing investigation. He says it's very difficult, but one indication of the problem we have in terms of this multiple tier of justice here in in the United States is Robert Mueller. In less than two years, he spent $32 million on a special counsel investigation, on a complete hoax, on a false narrative that the Obama administration knew was perpetrated by Hillary Clinton as a dirty trick. The Russia collusion Trump hoax uh, was fake, $32 million. John Durham 
in over three years, only spent $7.7 million and delivered virtually nothing. So he prevented Senator Grassley and I from investigating the corrupt Russia collusion investigation. And now you've got Jack Smith in a few months. He spent $5.5 million. Robert Hur, who's investigating Biden's classified documents, he spent $616,000. So when you just see the resources and effort that's put behind targeting Republicans or Donald Trump versus what little resources and how corrupt and unthorough the investigations are against Democrats, it's pretty revealing. Uh, From Ron Johnson's perspective, I think I can totally get on board with that. I think that looking at the amount of money, uh, absolutely, that's a huge clue. Um, To me, it shows that Democrats are willing to spare no expense to try to take out their political enemies, whereas Republicans get too embroiled in the minutia of it. Hey, you know, we've got to watch the books like, (laughs) you know, the the United States and the, the budget is already screwed. So if the money's there, guys, you better start using. In it. And uh, once again, we need to have a change uh, as to how these things are done over there. $32 million, such a waste, such a waste. Thank you to Astyball, who says, thank you for all you do. Much, much love. And then uh, Just Duckies dropped a cookie. Appreciate you, buddy. All right. So mentioning David Weiss, David Weiss, in a number of letters to Congress, uh, he made some statements about having full authority. Now, he was asked about that very recently, and it appears that his story is beginning to change. Quite often, that's what happens when you are forced to lie publicly. You can't keep your story straight. So what is the story on David Weiss's authority? Could he bring charges outside of Delaware in the Hunter Biden probe? Well, initially, he said that he had full authority. Then it came out that behind closed doors, he said, I don't have that authority. And then he wrote a letter to Congress saying, actually, everything I said in the letter the first time, uh, that, that, that is still true. We'll go ahead and just go with that story. But Weiss has sent top judiciary senators a new letter earlier today acknowledging that discussions with department officials had happened about whether he had the authority to bring charges against Hunter Biden in districts outside of Delaware. He said, I was assured that I would be granted this authority if it proved necessary. Well, when does it prove necessary, Mr. Weiss, in a, a, a an administration that is being run by a criminal enterprise? It's never going to be necessary as long as the Bidens are sitting in the White House. Of course, they're not going to allow that. Merrick Garland is never going to go there. If David Weiss had full authority, then he would just have the ability to bring charges. He wouldn't have to ask anybody. He wouldn't have to have conversations with department heads about anything else. He would just go ahead and do it. And Hunter Biden would already have charges against him. Uh, This is a Biden-controlled Department of Justice, a Biden-controlled special counsel, a Biden-controlled FBI. And as long as Biden is controlling all of these elements of power in Washington, D.C., we are not going to see justice. That, once again, is so vitally important. Why we need Donald Trump coming back in 2024. And I hope that you continue to support our president because there is nobody else. And the person they're trying to push on us, Ron, Ron, uh, uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, yeah, he is uh, failing quicker than I can come up with one liners. Um, this is a little bit uh, shocking to me, too. Ted Cruz Uh, does not believe that the cocaine in the White House belongs to Hunter Biden. Why would 
Ted Cruz be covering for the Bidens? I mean, everybody appears to be covering for the Bidens. But Ted Cruz uh, explained on his most recent podcast uh, why he believes that the cocaine that they discovered in the White House does not belong to Joe or Hunter. Uh, Now, (laughs) he says, what is bizarre is they say we can't figure out who it is. Now, I will say something odd, which is there's a lot of speculation on Twitter. Oh, a bag of cocaine in the White House. It's got to be Hunter's. You know, my guess is it probably isn't Hunter. Well, you know, let's go Occam's razor here. I mean, the simplest answer is usually the correct one. And right now there's a cocaine addict living in the White House. And that cocaine happened to be found in a privileged area of the White House while that particular cocaine addict was in the White House. So Hunter Biden having a drug problem, that is a major, major indicator that this is probably belonging to him. But he believes it's somebody in the Biden administration. Now, I'm not saying that that isn't also likely. I mean, I'm certain that a lot of those people are doing cocaine. Imagine, remember the pup handler, Sam Brinton, whatever his last name was, the one who stole luggage and stuff. I mean, that guy looked like he was doing bumps of cocaine off his key at his cubicle. Totally insane. But I believe it's possible that other people in the White House could be doing cocaine. Um, But I still think it's a it's a it's a jump. It's a logical jump for Ted Cruz to make. Um, I truly, truly believe that this cocaine belongs to Hunter Biden, and that will eventually be proven to be true. So while Joe Biden has essentially the entire federal government covering for him, covering for his son, uh, he also has the entire federal government attempting to destroy the one man who can do anything about this situation, who can stop this runaway train that we find ourselves on. And uh, more and more information continues to pour out about the mismanagement, uh, about the uh, uh, crisis of of character that seems to be taking place inside the Department of Justice. Um, We've had uh, a number of leaks coming out of the special counsel investigation. Jack Smith has a history, apparently, of bending the rules uh, to fit his whims uh, just to get that prosecution. And The same thing appears to be happening here. Remember, we have the lawyer for Walt Nauta who was running for judge and was told by the DOJ, told by the U.S. attorney, that if he couldn't get Walt Nauta to testify against Donald Trump and plead guilty to a lesser charge, that it might affect his chances of becoming a judge. Uh, that is uh, that's an illegal action for him to attempt to bribe the lawyer of Walt Nauta. And uh, it would also be a civil rights violation because it would negate Nauta's right to have effective counsel at trial. So there is some major problems there. Uh, and we've spoke about the possibility of President Trump uh, asking for a dismissal of these charges in the past. As long as these issues of corruption continue to pile up, uh, I'm certain that eventually they will be presented to Eileen Cannon. Uh, and I think that any honest judge is going to look at this and uh, they're going to walk away believing that President Trump is being persecuted. We've got to We've got to get him out of this situation. Now, John Kelly is a man that I never trusted. Uh, while he was in the White House as President Trump's chief of staff, I thought that it was not going to be a very good idea. And now uh, someone in the chat asked earlier about the book deals and uh, the people from the Biden regime stepping forward. Well, here's an example of somebody from President Trump's White House 
coming forward and making claims of corruption in the Trump White House. I don't believe a damn word of this. I think that John Kelly has turned his back on his nation, turned his back on uh, the man that he swore an oath to, uh, that while he was in office, while he was in the uh, uh, the White House as the chief of staff, I think that he did not serve Donald Trump in the fullest capacity. Now he's claiming that he heard Donald Trump discussing using the IRS to retaliate against Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. Uh, I find that to be wholly ridiculous on its face. I don't believe that that ever happened. And uh, I think that this is once again a case of projection, that uh, the Democrats are using a useful idiot like John Kelly to sign a sworn affidavit that Donald Trump has done something untoward while he was in the White House. And again, it's just an opportunity for them to kind of uh, divert the attention of anybody who's paying attention to the stuff that's happening currently in the Biden White House. Take a look at this, too. I mean, I said Ron DeSantis was failing earlier. I feel like this was a brand new low for him. He was on Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiromo over the weekend. He said a couple of things. Um, but this one statement right here, he accused the Trump administration of colluding with big tech to suppress the Hunter Biden story. I can't think of many other things that would be so obviously wrong as this. The Trump administration, maybe elements in Trump's own government worked to collude with big tech to stop this information from coming out. I mean, we know that to be the case, but it wasn't like Trump's people who did it. And by calling it a, an action by the Trump administration, I think Ron DeSantis is fully aware of what he's doing. He's trying to draw that equivalency between the cover-up of Hunter Biden's crimes and Donald Trump himself. Nothing could be further from the truth. Let's go ahead and uh, take a look at a sampling of this. Dana White as the press secretary. I could see that. All right, so the video doesn't appear to be working. <laughs> Maria Bartiromo also asked Ron DeSantis what the hell was going on with his campaign. And I think a lot of people are asking that same question. Uh, over the weekend, we also saw some cracks in the facade of the DeSantis team. There appeared to be a bit of infighting going on on Twitter. Uh, people who have come out as loyalists to Ron DeSantis uh, going after each other. Um Who's the guy that's always on war room? Steve Cortez. Steve Cortez used to be Trump's guy. Well, at a certain point, he decided that he was going to uh, be Ron DeSantis's uh, front man. And uh, in in the time that he's been working for Ron DeSantis, uh, Ron DeSantis really hasn't gotten any traction. He's gotten less popular and he just continues to look like uh, a bad example of what happens when uh, you step forward before your time. Uh, as I've always said, Ron DeSantis has done a fine job of uh, being the governor of Florida. Um, but considering the fact that he was just reelected, the Florida people, we do not want him to be running for president. And as long as Donald Trump is the clear Republican nominee front runner, uh, yeah, there's absolutely no way we would want him to run. So Maria had this to say. She said, I'm wondering what's going on with your campaign. There was a lot of optimism about you running for president earlier in the year. But here's this weekend's headline from Politico playbook failure to launch Florida Governor Ron DeSantis campaign to topple Donald Trump has stalled. Yes, it has. We are way behind, says a top DeSantis PAC official. I think that might have been Steve Cortez sounding the alarm. What happened? Well, Ron says, Maria, these are narratives. 
the media does not want me to be the nominee. That is a lie. That is a, a just a bald-faced lie. The media was doing anything they could to push Ron DeSantis to the front of the pack. They were constantly positioning Trump against DeSantis. They wanted people to believe that Ron DeSantis was the logical pick. He was the safe bet. We got to get DeSantis in there. Otherwise, it's going to be Trump again. And then, oh, my God, you know, we're never going to win because Trump is so unpopular. I don't know what world you're living in. But he says they don't want him to run because he believes that they know he'll beat Joe Biden. I think uh, an anvil could beat Joe Biden at this point. I mean, a dead chicken on a plate with raw vegetables could beat Joe Biden if that's who was running against him. Nobody wants Joe Biden. He continues, even more importantly, they know I will actually deliver on all these things. Didn't it also leak from the DeSantis campaign that he was going to go soft on abortion uh, once he actually got the nomination? So now I I don't know. I just I I don't trust that Ron DeSantis is going to do any of that stuff. And for all I know, he might be positioning himself to look this bad so that Donald Trump is the clear front runner, that there is no possible way anybody could beat Donald Trump if they really wanted to go head to head with him. Ron DeSantis is proving that right now. Uh, I hope that Ron continues to do a good job as governor of Florida, but I think it's time to go. And all of those DeSantis sycophants on social media, well, you know, they can go back to uh, supporting the Don because Donald Trump is the only Republican president as far as i'm concerned all right now tonight on baseless conspiracies john and i are going to be talking about the safe and effective conspiracy and uh, it seems like every day there's a brand new story about uh, how things are just devolving to coin a phrase for the people who have taken the vaccine i know that there are some people who may be in the audience who've taken the vaccine i'm not here to judge you what i'm here to discuss is the dangerous side effects that these vaccines often can play in populations where they're distributed. Peru happened to be one of the first places that opened up for the receipt of these mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, these genetically modified shots that uh, were essentially untested, unproven, and anything but safe and effective. So, Peru has actually declared a state of emergency because they've had an unusual increase in Guillain-Barre syndrome, which may be linked to the COVID vaccine. Well, I think that anybody who's been paying attention knows that it is linked to the COVID vaccine. I mean, it's one of the side effects that they tell you you might have. And since people in the Western world began receiving these uh, these genetically modified clot shots, uh, there have been uh, an increase here in Guillain-Barre syndrome. Remember Justin Bieber? He had to cancel his tour because he can't use half his face. Uh, what about that uh, that actress in Canada who put out the video showing her horrific facial paralysis, but then still saying that she didn't regret taking the shot and uh, telling people they should go out and get the shot. Yeah, hell no. You know, that's fine for you. This is America. And this is one of the things I love about it. But Guillain-Barre is a rare disease. It's not something you normally see. It attacks your body's immune system through your actual nervous system. So it actually attacks the nerves itself. And this increase in Guillain-Barre syndrome can be directly tracked to the introduction of the COVID-19 genetically modified clot shots. And scientists are recommending that 
older people who received Pfizer's RSV vaccine should be monitored for Guillain-Barre syndrome as well. It would appear that Guillain-Barre syndrome is on the rise for a number of different vaccines. But the COVID-19 vaccine, there is enough evidence, as far as I'm aware, uh, to suggest that it is very dangerous and that there's nothing that you should go ahead and uh, do if you want to take it. Now, the Peruvian government has declared a national 90-day health emergency as of yesterday due to this unusual increase of Guillain-Barre syndrome. There have been a total of 165 cases with four deaths. And the decree, which was published in a, the official Gazette, El Perano, details an action plan that's been drawn up uh, with a budget of $3.3 million. They aim to improve patient care at health facilities, reinforce case control, and then prepare informative material for the population and for health personnel. Now, uh, they are also measuring the acquisition of intravenous immunoglobin and human albumin, as well as a specialized diagnosis of the biological agents associated with the syndrome and assisted air transport for patients in emergency or critical condition. Uh, so far this year, at least 18 of the country's 24 departments have reported at least one case of the syndrome. Now, prior to the advent of these vaccines, guys, uh, did you ever, had you ever heard of Guillain-Barre syndrome? Uh, my dad had Bell's palsy when I was uh, a kid. He actually had it twice. And it's kind of similar to Guillain-Barre. But I think that it's a different thing altogether. But still, it is not a normal thing for half your face to be paralyzed. However, now there are so many cases of it. It's happening all over the world. Now, this also uh, very recently was revealed. I'm sure that you guys remember uh, the uh, the father of modern vaccines talking about the simian virus 40, SV40, uh, being present in polio vaccines and uh, laughing about people getting cancer in the same way that we've had a, an uptick in a, a number of specific health crises after the introduction of the COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, after the polio vaccine was introduced, we had a huge explosion in cases of cancer here in the United States. And I've always believed that it could be directly related to the introduction of these simian viruses found in those polio vaccines. Now, in these COVID-19 vaccines, remember, these are mRNA shots, okay? So shouldn't have anything but RNA. However, uh, they've been testing these shots, and it looks like uh, there is actually DNA that's inside these mRNA shots. That is not the way it's supposed to be. Uh, we have a microbiologist by the name of Kevin Kernan. Uh, who is running a team of scientists um, looking at these COVID-19 clot shots. And they found that SV40 was included in Pfizer and Moderna's bivalent mRNA COVID shots. Now, that is shocking because modern medical science has known for decades that SV40 is likely cancer-causing in humans. It was uh, so distressing that uh, they actually had to address it in the past. Now, DNA contaminants, if included in these clot shots, in the way that they're injected, could absolutely alter the human genome. Is there anybody here who believes that that couldn't be one of the uh, specific goals of this 
mass shot program. Penny Whitbrot, yes, among others, Stephen Crowder's wife has GBS. I also saw cases after H1N1 and flu vaccines. So yeah, so it sounds to me like uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome is uh, is an issue with a variety of different vaccines. It said in that article that the RSV vaccines, uh, they're worried about people getting Guillain-Barre syndrome. But one of Pfizer's vials also had this SV40 promoter with a nuclear localization sequence. That is a 72 base pair insertion that makes the promoter much more aggressive and drives the sequence into the nucleus of the cell, making it that much more likely that these shots will actually alter your DNA. Can you imagine, guys? This was one of the first things that people were afraid of with these jabs is that they were going to alter your DNA rewrite your body. Well, it looks like that's actually exactly what they do. DNA contamination is a warning sign that endotoxin, which causes anaphylaxis when injected, might be present. There's a whole other set of dangers there. Uh, We also have a cinnamycin-resistant gene that was included in the sequencing vector, and it's unclear if or how that might impact human health. Safe and effective. In a worst-case scenario, It could end up making your gut microbiome resistant to antibiotics. So we already have a major problem with antibiotic resistance all over the world because we've just given antibiotics for basically anything and the bugs in the environment have gotten used to them. That's why we have things like MRSA. Um, But here inside these COVID-19 clot shots, uh, there could be uh, an active ingredient that works to make you totally resistant to antibiotics. So things are not looking good. This DNA should not be present inside the COVID-19 vaccinations. And uh, they've done their work. They've put together a, a, a whole presentation on this. Uh, so I encourage you guys to go ahead and uh, read this article or pass this article on to other people uh, especially those who have taken the COVID-19 clot shots. So take, there you go. Hey, Vader369, thank you for the shades. And uh, PQuest, thank you for the cookie. Appreciate it. Ah, Ma- uh, MAGA Country Dad says, I have Guillain-Barre, but I have the chronic version called CIDP since 2004 from the flu shot. Man, I am sorry to hear that, brother. I am so sorry to hear that. Uh, I know that that's no fun. You know, my dad uh, having his face paralyzed um, for, you know, a long time, um, you know, it, it, it was difficult for him. I mean, he, he he couldn't emote. He couldn't smile. He just looked like he was just, you know, blank faced all the time. It was really sad. So take a look at this. Let's actually, well, we're going to go go with this one first. So um, th- there's been this kind of ongoing feud between Mark Zuckerberg and uh, uh, Elon Musk. Uh, I don't know if it started before Zuckerberg announced that he was going to be introducing his Threads application, which is like Twitter, I guess, very closely aligned with Twitter. Twitter. Apparently, Twitter employees left uh, X, Elon Musk's new company, uh, left to go specifically work for Mark Zuckerberg. He he actually, like, sought them out. Uh, And so Elon Musk has sued Mark Zuckerberg for a breach of intellectual property. And I think they're also going after specific individuals uh, for um, breaking their non-competition agreements. Uh, And, uh, of course, last week with the introduction of threads, it comes on the heels of uh, uh, Elon Musk 
challenging Mark Zuckerberg to a cage match. Uh, now, uh, it's gotten just a little bit further on, and Elon Musk has actually called Mark Zuckerberg a cuck. <laughs> Elon protects free speech. Zuck protects branded speech. And Elon says, Zuck is a cuck. Now, I also saw a headline I wasn't so sure about. But yeah, let me actually get this pulled up. It actually said that um, Elon Musk has challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a uh, a member measuring contest. Uh, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Uh, uh, Musk accused Zuckerberg of being a cuck and challenged him to a literal dick measuring contest. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God, this is getting uh, this is getting crazy, crazy out here. Mm. All right, so <laughs> um, yeah, this is just something I've been keeping my eye on because uh, I think I think it's pretty funny. You know, billionaires going at each other is uh, is something that I like to see, and obviously, I, I think. There are some good stuff that Elon Musk has done and has the ability to do. So let's see how that works out for Mark Zuckerberg. Um, take a look at this. Fox News had an interview with a mob boss um, so that they could use him to smear Donald Trump. Um, the This guy is Billy D'Elia. He said, you can't trust Donald Trump because Trump outsmarted the mob and saved himself millions of dollars. Wow. I mean, sounds to me like that is somebody we would want to trust. Uh, Trump flipped a coin and saved one million dollars. So apparently they want us to hate Donald Trump because he was smart enough to save a million dollars. Media is too big. Ah, OK, it won't it won't open up. Let me try. Oh, history reopen last closed tab. Yeah, here, here we go. Come on, please work. Please work. Long before Donald Trump was president, he owned casinos in Atlantic City. And a new book says he did business with mobsters. You've met him? Yes, a couple of times. What was he like? Just like he's on TV now, arrogant. He don't keep his word. He does not keep his word? No. Billy D'Elia is the reputed former head of the Buffalino crime family in Pennsylvania. His new book, The Life We Chose, William Big Billy D'Elia and the Last Secrets of America's Most Powerful Mafia Family, details his meetings with Trump in the 1980s. Matt Birkbeck is the book's author. He's meeting with Trump. Now, Trump, when he did deals, he didn't want his lawyers doing it. He didn't want anyone else doing it. He did it himself, and he did them with gangsters. He says Big Billy and Trump negotiated over phone cards that would show Trump's casino, the Taj Mahal, on them, and that Trump flipped a coin and saved $1 million on buying a parking lot near his Trump Plaza casino. He said, seven million, I can't give you seven million. Well, that's what you said. The deal is seven million. He said, I'll give you six. But when they had the meeting, he said, I'm not paying you that. I'm going to pay yeah, you less. Yeah. And what did they say? What do you say? So they flipped the coin and my friends lost. And what could they do? So him? You'd still be waiting. <laughs> so he'd still be waiting. I, I just, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. It seems like Donald Trump is smarter than the mob. We know that he uh, apparently helped to take down the mob in Atlantic City. I think this guy is just sour grapes. Uh, he's not happy about the fact that uh, Donald Trump has risen to the heights of power. Meanwhile, he is uh, essentially wasting away. He's probably got 
uh, cancer of the larynx. He, he can barely talk. Uh, and uh, and his claim to fame is talking about killing people in this book and getting beat by Donald Trump. Oh, what a loser. Uh, thank you very much to Thick Ray, who says, hey, Zach, I love this new time you have. I catch you on the road coming from work. This is excellent. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate you. Also, Thick Ray says, hashtag the truth is loose. The truth is loose. Thank you very much to everybody who's hanging out with us today. We've got uh, about uh, 4,000 people over on Rumble and 425 likes. So please let me, I implore you, please hit the like button. It makes it so very simple. And here we're going to go back uh, to a story that was mentioned at the very outset of the show that Jamie Foxx has been cited in public for the very first time after what many have alleged is an adverse reaction to the COVID-19 clot shot, which he took not because he wanted to, but because he wanted the job uh, to remain on this film set that they had started, uh, already started filming down in Georgia. So Jamie Foxx, there have been uh, rumors about him being near death, about him being paralyzed, about him having a massive stroke, you know, unable to communicate. But uh, although we don't have uh, an up-close video of Jamie Foxx, we do have a, a legit sighting of him uh, on the road, well, on, on the open waters, if you will. So some of the other reports said that he uh, suffered also from blindness uh, and that this, of course, was due to blood clots that were caused by the experimental COVID-19 vaccine. A.J. Benza uh, brought this information out, really kind of blew the lid off it. But he said that Jamie had a blood clot in his brain after he got the shot. He said he didn't want the shot, but the movie he was on pressured him. I don't know if he's still going to be in that movie anymore. So kind of ironic, but uh, he was hospitalized and uh, it was obvious that somebody else was controlling his accounts and his family really did not want anybody talking about this. But uh, with his, uh, uh, you know, rumored uh, with his rumored healing, his family has come out and given a couple of select statements. But uh, we have this video here and uh, we're going to go ahead and take a look at it. Now, what I notice, uh, I'm going to turn I'm going to turn off the sound because there's nothing of note in it. But you can see Jamie Foxx there on the ship. I can't tell if he's actually controlling that ship. It looks to me like he's got his phone in his hand and he doesn't wave with that side of his body. Now, his face doesn't appear to be paralyzed on one side or the other. So I think that's a good sign. Uh, generally, I mean, you know, people who I've seen who've had severe strokes, I mean, there is a noticeable um, you know, lack of control over one side of their body. Um, I would have liked to have seen Jamie using both hands, uh, but because he's only using that one hand, I think that there is a possibility that he may have uh, some limited paralysis over on the other side. Um, now, uh, here we have uh, a sighting of him at uh, a, a mini golf place in Naperville, Illinois. Uh, and here he is walking around. All right. Yeah, he, he looks like things are good. Yeah, he appears to be walking just fine. And they're like, stop filming, stop filming us. Well, that is excellent news. And uh, I love to be able to bring a little bit of uh, of, of warmth and, and, and good vibes to the end of the show here. Thank you so much to Average Joe Patriot for dropping that can. I really do appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, here we are. I think that uh, that is about it. We're going to go ahead and 
call it a night. Thank you to everybody for hanging out with us. Thank you for joining us on this very first edition of the Red Pill News at 5 p.m. I actually do need to uh, give a special message to the final sponsors of the program, and that would be my friends about heading to Binance, or you already... There we go. And uh, here it is. All right. My friend Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com. You can use code RP78 to save up to... 80% 80% off of every single purchase, whether it's the MyPillow Original, the MyPillow 2.0, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, the MyPillow Slippers or Slides, the MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets or the uh, Beach Towels or the Bath Towels. Every single one of these products are just amazing. And when you support Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com and use code RP78, you're also going to be supporting this show directly. Also, thank you to My Patriot Supply. Right now, you can get a free... You can get $80 off a four-week supply of emergency food by visiting my special website, preparewithredpill78.com. The food inside this kit we evens out to less than $3 per meal when you do the math. Over 2,000 calories a day, 16 varieties of food with an up to 25-year shelf life. You get free shipping and handling. It comes quick and securely right to your door. And then my friends at onenessdrops.com where you can pick up your chlorine dioxide water purification kits, 15% off when you use code RP78. You can use that every single time you purchase. Uh, Chlorine dioxide is known as a universal antidote. It will kill a whole bunch of different pathogens and it will make non-potable water safe to drink. Whether you're on the trail, whether you're at home, or whether there's been an apocalypse and you've got to go ahead and get your family taken care of very quickly. All right, you guys, somebody says that is not him. I don't know if it's him or not. You know, I need to see Jamie Foxx talking. I need to see Jamie Foxx up close. Uh, But all I'm saying is that this bodes well for the idea that Jamie Foxx is okay. Uh, I think that uh, if Jamie Foxx is truly alive, uh, then he will be presented to the American public. They will do an interview. Uh, We'll see him in a public appearance, or maybe he'll do a video on social media or something like that. But, you know, it it looked like it uh, it could be Jamie Foxx to me. I, you know, I I can't say that I've, I've seen more than just, you know, the same pictures that everybody else has seen of him. But um, I think that the real proof is going to be in the pudding. We're going to have to see Jamie Foxx actually on camera speaking to get proof of life. All right. Thank you so much to everybody for hanging out with us and uh, no more thank yous. Oh, you know what? I actually did have a thank you from uh, someone over on Ko-Fi. So let me just go there real quick. And then also on Cash App, there was somebody on Cash App as well. Uh, LKW Cross, thank you very much for supporting the program. Uh, You have been uh, recently. I really appreciate that. Um, Diana Houston, looks like uh, she sent uh, a a donation to perhaps Lisa's cash app uh, to Real Red Pill 78 Girlfriend. And then also, thank you so much, Diana. I appreciate you. And then, uh, hold on. I don't want to dox this person. Oh, it's Spray and Pray. Thank you to Spray and Pray on Cash App. I appreciate that. All right, you guys, I'll be gone uh, for the rest of the day, but I'll be back tonight at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Baseless Conspiracies, where John and I are going to be discussing the safe and effective conspiracy. And then, of course, I'll be back tomorrow, every day, Monday through Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern for another exciting edition of Red Pill News Live. Until that time, good luck and God bless. I'm going to pass out the gold pills. 
on pill.net right now. All right. We'll see you. Bye-bye.